Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is going on? It is Saturday night here on the East Coast. And yes, it's the standard. It's the standard. Why are Lance and I on Saturday night and not Sundays, which we have been doing in the offseason? Well, it's because tomorrow Sunday is Easter and we both celebrate that holiday. So because of that, we decided, hey, let's do it on Saturday night. We'll get a full show in. We're not going to miss any family time. Therefore, here we are on Saturday night talking some Steelers football. Lance, uh, how's it going? I mean, it's got to be tough for you with uh, my Pirates beating the piss out of your Giants the past two days. But uh, other than that, how uh, how's everything been going out there? That's okay. You know, I always got love for the Buckos. <laughs> that's my first team. Oh, hold on. That is not true because when they played each other in the wild card game and Bumgarner completely shut out the Pirates, you were talking so much trash. I'm not buying that for a second. You were correct. Uh, I was talking <laughs> trash. But, you know, there's an interesting story about that, listeners, that the only reason why I am a Giant fan is that a teammate of mine played for the San Francisco Giants. He was drafted in the first round, and he played shortstop for the Giants, made a couple of all-star teams, Royce Clayton. And so when Royce was drafted wait, wait, how for do the you, Giants. you know Royce Clayton? Yeah, I knew Royce. We played together as kids. We were eight, nine years old together. Made all-star teams together. Played high school wow, together. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. I remember Royce Clayton. Absolutely, yeah, I remember Royce, Royce Clayton. Yeah, I've known Royce essentially, man. You know, at least three quarters of my life. So, you know, when Royce became a giant, I became a giant fan. And being out on the West Coast, it was a lot easier to watch giant games. So, gradually, I became a giant fan. See, it's funny. My brother, uh, who's three years older than me. We were all diehard Pirate fans, and I still am. He still is, too. But when Barry Bonds left Pittsburgh and went to San Francisco, he followed him. He loved Barry Bonds. I remember him wearing a stupid Giants hat all around the house, and I'm idiot. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> I, I got another crazy Pirate story. When I was going to Carnegie Mellon in grad school, everybody knows when the Pirates were playing the Braves, and the Pirates eventually lost that series to the 1992. Braves. I was in a bar. I had had so much to drink that climax, night. Climax 2? No, not Climax 2. <laughs> just, just a regular bar downtown. I had so much to drink that, um, what was it, Sid Bream scored on a single? Is that what it was? Oh, man. Are you really going to make me relive this? Yeah, Sid Bream scored from second base that Barry Bonds was – it was hit to Barry right. Bonds and left, and he he threw the, – the, the throw went up the line – Took Spanky LaValle off the foot. I really did not so want to start it, the- <laughs> Either way, I thought that was the second out. I drank so much. I thought that was the second out. And I was wondering why everybody left the bar. And I was like, where are you guys going? It's only two outs. And everybody was looking at me like, idiot. It's They lost. It's over. It's over. The game is over. Um, so anyway, those are my interesting pirate stories. Now, let me now see. You were at a bar drinking at Climax Two, and I was a young adolescent male who was living and dying by every game of that season. I, I could tell you the entire rotation. That was when I fell in love with the Pirates. Was there's ninety one, ninety two teams, and the story I heard because my favorite guy, my favorite player was Andy Van Slyke, center fielder. Okay. Yes. And Vance like later on told a story to the MLB network that before the hit to Bonds in left field, 
Vance like said, Hey, you want to move in? You want to move in? And what does Barry Bonds do? In typical Barry Bonds fashion, he looks over at him, flips him off, and that's all he All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So I don't want to get off on him. I can talk about the Pirates for a long time, but that's for another show. So here we are talking about the Steelers. And, you know, Lance and I, before we went on the air, we were talking about what, what are we going to talk about today? And we tossed around some ideas, and, and a part of me thought maybe we should stray away from the draft because. We've been talking about the draft ad nauseum, but you have to talk about the draft. It's coming up this Thursday, and we're going to talk about it at, at length. But before we get to that, before we talk about the schedule, because I want to get Lance's thoughts on that, um, I do want to mention that the giveaway that's been going on right now on the website, on our podcasting platform, is still ongoing. As of Thursday night, when I was on with Dave and Brian for the Steelers preview, we had talked about how we were going to announce the winner on Sunday. The standard is the standard. So we had given everyone until 12 p.m. Eastern midnight. I'm sorry, it's 12 a.m. 12 a.m. midnight Eastern time, Saturday night. We're going to stick to that. So here's what's going to happen. You still have time. If you're just now first listening to this, you can go back all the way back to last week's standard is the standard, and you have to listen to the YouTube shows. So we're talking the standard is the standard, the burning question, uh, the Steelers preview and get the four questions that have already been asked. You email Dave Schofield. Okay. His email address is STLR superfandad at gmail.com. So it's Steeler STLR superfandad at gmail.com. And you can email him. You get all four of those correct. And you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes, we will check. Then you could win two free tickets to the Steelers draft party on Saturday at Heinz Field where they will, they will announce picks four through seven. It's going to be a pretty cool time. Make sure you can go. So we will announce that. I'm going to do a special, probably a 30-minute show with Dave Schofield tomorrow, Sunday night, Easter Sunday, to announce the winner, and we're going to do a little Q&A with fans. So if you're around tomorrow night, check it out. We'll announce that live on YouTube, on a YouTube channel, which you go to YouTube, BTSC Steelers Radio. And obviously... We'll answer some questions in the live feed, and I'll also put up an article on the website as well. So uh, there you go. Um, that's the giveaway still going on. You can still get those questions in, so don't forget that. So, Lance, the the Pittsburgh Steelers 2019 regular season schedule was released this week. It was Wednesday night. We did a whole show dedicated to that. I've given my predictions, as you could imagine. I was in my joy glory lance i was in my i'm predicting the steelers to win in week one i'm predicting them to do all this stuff because why i'm a homer and i'm fine with that people always say you know i hate how sometimes media members because i let's be honest man we're part of the media we're part of the we are part of the media people listen to us for news and information I hate how sometimes people that grow up in the Pittsburgh area and then become writers all of a sudden become so jilted and angry. And I, I don't like that. I still like to keep my fanhood. That's one of the best parts about working for SB Nation is that you can keep your fanhood. So therefore, I had the Steelers rebounding in a big way with a 13 and <laughs> 13 and three, man. That's what I said. 13 and three. So I want to get. Let me see if I can guess your losses before I give my picks. Okay. Let's see. I'm looking through. They're going to lose one game to the Ravens. I'm going to say you said one I loss. I did say to the they Ravens. were going to split with the Ravens. You are correct. Uh, let me look here. 
they are going to lose. I'm guessing you're going to say they're going to lose to the Chargers. Correct. One of those West, one of those West Coast trips. So that's two. Let me see. Where is the third loss here? You're two for two so far. Nothing? You're looking pretty hard there, Lance. What do you think? Uh-oh. We might have had Lance for just a for just a very short brief stint. Hopefully he comes back to us soon. If you're not if you haven't heard the entire breakdown of my predictions for the upcoming season. You can go back and listen to that. But to finish what Lance started, I did say that the Steelers were going to split with the Ravens. I did say that they would lose to the Chargers going out to the West Coast to LA. And then the third loss, believe it or not, I had them losing and splitting with the Browns this year and losing one of the games to the Browns. And I know that that is, that is absolute sacrilege to say that. But I think that it's possible that this team get on a hot streak. If I'm going 12 and four, I have I would have them lose the opening game against the Patriots. That's just such a tough spot. But I, I don't know. I firmly believe that the Patriots dynasty, and that's Tom Brady. I just feel like they're on the decline. I, I know they won the Super Bowl last year, but you can't tell me that that team was impressive as those teams that have won it in the past. They didn't dominate. Uh, the Steelers obviously beat him in the regular season. Uh, I, I think they match up well with New England at this point in time. With without Gronkowski, uh, with Brady aging, uh, you know, and you look at some of the skill players that leave, and you figure just eventually one of these times they're going to get burned when these players decide to leave and and go elsewhere. So that's why I, I think they're going to win that opening game. And the Kansas City Chiefs proved that it is po it is possible. Uh, it was two seasons ago when they went to Foxborough and won on a Thursday night. Remember, that game is not on a Thursday night. The opening game for the NFL season in 2019 is actually Green Bay and Chicago. I'm trying to, I think it's in Chicago. If you're in the live chat, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's actually the opening game. And then Sunday night is the Steelers at New England to, I guess, the banner-raising ceremony for the, the sixth Super Bowl for the New England Patriots. So it's going to be a tough spot, and if they lose that game, I would not be shocked. But there's something that tells me I think they're going to win that game. So uh, Lance has sent me a message saying he lost connection. Those that have been listening to this show for a while, that is not a shocker at all. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to continue with the show and I'll fly solo. I am not. I am totally fine with that. So what I want to talk about next is the off-season workouts that are ongoing. Uh, the Steelers have started phase one of their off-season workout program, and that essentially means that there's no coaches allowed at these workouts. So Mike Tomlin, position coaches, no one can be there other than strength and conditioning coaches. The strength and conditioning coaches can put these guys through position-specific workouts, they can throw footballs. I believe they can have helmets on, but they can't have any type of padding on whatsoever. Uh, 
the one thing that's worth noting about this is that the Steelers have a large veteran contingent that has been going to these workouts. So the players that have been there, like for instance, Ben Roethlisberger has been there. He normally is not there. And I'm not saying he's, I'm not saying it's the first time he's ever been there. Obviously he's been there before, but this is, this is the first time that in a while that he's made it to phase one of the offseason workouts. Cameron Hayward's there. Uh, Stefan Tuitt, Juju Smith-Schuster, Alejandro Villanueva, James Conner, Jalen Samuels. I could continue down this list of players that are there getting work in. And why? They realize the importance of everyone being together. They realize the importance of the Pittsburgh Steelers getting over the proverbial hump of the drama that was Antonio Brown leaving. Because let's be honest, Le'Veon Bell leaving was that wasn't really drama. Uh, he wanted out. He wasn't there last year. It's really all about AB. It was all about AB forcing his way out and throwing everyone under the bus that he could. I think that this was a concerted effort, either from the coaching staff, but at least the players. I wouldn't be shocked if Cameron Hayward and Ben Roethlisberger kind of reached out to everyone and say, look, we need everybody there. Even if it's just phase one, even if we're just working out, even if we're just throwing the football around. And Roethlisberger said that this is the first time he's thrown a football since the last game of last season. And I know a lot of fans, for some reason, got upset about that. I'm not sure why. Um, quarterbacks need to rest their arms. Uh, and, and he did that. He, he went out and he just let it rest, let it recover. And now he's starting to throw the football again. He will be fine. Don't think for a second that all of a sudden you have something to worry about when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger's arm strength. But they're there. And Roethlisberger spoke to Steelers.com, Teresa Varley of Steelers.com, and he said it's just all the it's just the fact that they're there. They're all there. They're there working and starting towards that number one goal. I'm not gonna put a whole ton of stock into this fact that they're there, but I am gonna say this. The fact that there is such a veteran contingent is at least a good step in the right direction. It tells me that these players have heard what was said. They realize what needs to be done, and they're taking action towards getting that done. That's impressive for me. That's impressive that the players are doing this. It's impressive that you know there's no coaches there. They're doing this on their own accord. I like that. I like it a lot. It's a good step in the right direction. The comments that you heard coming from those workouts, whether it's from Hayward, Smith-Schuster, Roethlisberger himself, were all very team-focused, very team-oriented. It wasn't anything crazy. No one was clapping back at Antonio Brown or anything like that. And so for me, I just thought it was awesome that they're there. It's a, I hope that continues. I hope that, that the gelling that they're going through right now in terms of those workouts will wholly, hopefully carry its carry over into training camp, or I should say mini camp, OTAs, training camp, and then eventually the preseason and regular season. So it's going to be really good. For a lot of these new players, I see a lot of people talking about, um, you know, the fact that, you know, guys like Moncrief and Mark Barron, they were both there. Um, they're working out. It's, it's given them a chance to get to know everybody, to get comfortable. Uh, for Moncrief to catch passes from Roethlisberger, for Barron to probably pick the brain of a guy like Vince Williams uh, and get comfortable. It, it's only going to help. It's not going to hurt. Absolutely. It's only going to help. So that's that's really the news that's going on. Uh 
And I do want to, Lance and I talked about this. Hopefully he get, regains connections, able to come back and join us by the end. Um, I do want to answer some of your guys' questions uh, on the show. It's something we normally don't do on the standard is a standard. It's something I do on my burning question podcast, but the standard is a standard. We typically don't have that. So we wanted to do that tonight anyway. So if you have questions at the end of the show, we'll answer them. Now, for the title of this show, it was sleeper positions for the first round. Now, I want to clarify what I mean by that. Sleeper positions, I'm talking about you know, everyone's sitting here now, and they're saying inside linebacker, cornerback, wide receiver, um, safety. You hear, you're hearing a number of positions that are possibilities for the first round in the NFL draft that starts this Thursday. It's hard to believe. It's right around the corner. It's exciting times. Um, I, I guess... I thought to myself, let's think outside the box in terms of how we're going to shape the show. Oh, and, and and speak of the devil, he's back. Don't say I'm that guy. No, <laughs> no, but he's back, folks. Lance is back. He is here. We've already talked about the schedule. We talked about <laughs> the. We t- I went through the entire list, man. We're we're moving along. We're already at the sleeper position stuff. Um. Let's talk about that, Lance, and then we'll bounce back. And I'll get, I want to get your schedule predictions um, and stuff like that. So I was explaining what I was referring to as a sleeper position. This is a position, and I don't need a specific player, but a position where I think everyone will be shocked at that they took this position. So think about it the past few seasons when everyone was talking about cornerback, 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 cornerback. Uh, and then they go with something completely different. I, it, but it has to be compl- a sleeper, a dark horse positional pick is someone that some, some position that no one is talking about. So Lance, I'll ask you first. If you were to say a position that you would, you're thinking, man, I don't think there's, I don't think they're going to do this, but if they did, it would really shock a lot of people. What position would that be? Please don't say long snapper. That's my typical answer, but I'm going to go go safety. I think if they go safety first round, I think people would be completely shocked. However, if they went safety in the first round and it was a guy that had good coverage skills, that would give them a lot of flexibility on the back end to play different types of coverages. If you could play three safeties, play big nickel, big dime with three safeties. But going safety back-to-back in first rounds in the the past two seasons – I think that would be totally shocking. Yeah, it would be. And I guess, it, let's say they do take a safety, would that be damning for Terrell Edmonds and or Sean Davis? Yes, but it wouldn't be. It, it would be massaged as position flexibility and mm. allowing us to be versatile in sub-package defenses. And Terrell Austin is a fan of having versatile safeties that can do different things. That's how it would be packaged. And then he would say, look at the San Diego Chargers and the different things that they do with the variety of safeties that they have with James and the other guys that they have playing safety. We could be versatile like that defense. Yeah, I have to say, if they went safety in round one, I would be shocked. For me, even though everyone always talks about the Iowa tight ends and the duo they have there of, uh, I think it's Hackinson and, and Fant or a font. I'm not sure how you pronounce his name for me. If they went tight end, I would be stunned. 
I'm not saying they're not going to take a tight end somewhere through the seven round selection process. But for me, if they go tight end in round one, I'm thinking, wow, you really just took a tight end in the first round. The last time that happened, who was that Lance? Who was the last tight end? Taken in the first round, very good. He's Miller. Where did where did I got to ask you? Where did he go to school? Uh, Really testing, really testing your knowledge. Uh, And and, and my computer went down, so I can't look (laughs) at the internet. So let's see, Virginia. Very good. You should know that. You should know that. Uh, All right, that's good. Yes. Didn't he have a hernia coming in as well? He did have some issues coming in. Yeah, Yeah, sports hernia, something like that. I'm three for three. I'm red hot. I had to redeem myself. Watch bang, out. Bang, bang. Watch Uh-oh. out. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Um, I, I, we'll, we'll re- I think we'll revisit this because there's a lot of people that are giving some really good. Some people said defensive line. If they went D line in the first round, although I, someone said outside linebacker in the live chat, I would not be shocked at all if they go outside linebacker. If there's a pass rusher there that's, that's formidable and he can add to that depth, and push Bud Dupree, and maybe even just be like a Carl Lawson pass rushing specialist. I could see them pulling the trigger on that, couldn't you? Yeah, that, yeah, that wouldn't be surprising as well because Bud's in the fifth year option. He got the transition tag him out, and if he doesn't produce, they're moving on from Bud anyway. So they could be drafting Bud's replacement outside linebacker. Given their impact in terms of pass rush, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. If they brought somebody in that they thought they could get close to double digit sacks, great. I'll tell you a position that if they picked it in the first round, I would want to throw something against the wall, and that would be running back. If they take a running back in the first round, I would stand up and say, what the? (laughs) You can get good running backs in the third and fourth round. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say Alvin Kamara. I mean, that's, you know, and it's interesting when you talk about running back. You could say James Conner. Yeah, you could say James Conner, but just think about it like this. Alvin Kamara just really kills the first-round running back. I mean, Saquon Golson or, or Saquon Barkley, not Golson, is, a, is a, just an animal. Why is that, is, is that a is that a, is that, <laughs> is that a mix of Saquon Barkley and Senquez Golson? I mean, yes. that would be <laughs> that'd be the most injury-prone running back ever. That it, <laughs> yeah, that, that, as soon as he hits a hole, he'd be out for a week. <laughs> Uh, I'm what, trying to th- go ahead. What do you think that guy is doing right now? Sinquest. There's a couple players I think about all the time. I uh, remember when Dre Archer got cut by Pittsburgh and he went to the Jets and he just didn't show up. Yeah, yeah. Like, what well, happened to him? Like, what's he doing? I got to I got to answer you. I have an answer for Sinquest. You know what Sinquest Golson's doing? He's on sick leave. <laughs> Oh Wherever he's working, he's on <laughs> sick leave. He's he's collecting workers' comp somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he fell off a ladder while installing a light bulb in the gym. But you have to and wonder, man. What are some? Comp. You have to wonder what they were. What what some of these guys are doing? Uh, it's it's crazy. But uh, to back back to the draft. Even if they if they were to take interior offensive line in the first round i would be i would be shocked but i would i'd get it you know marquis pounds he's not getting younger they just gave him a new contract though uh ramon foster yeah i guess i would be kind of shocked if they did that now that i talk it out a little bit um what if they if the cornerback no one's going to be surprised uh inside linebacker clearly no one's going to be surprised if they were to take a specialist like a like when the raiders drafted sebastian janikowski i would <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's a, such a raider thing to do. So, Fine. all right, <laughs> Daniel Sepulveda. There's a name for you. Yeah, he was he in was good a, shape at least. He was jacked. I remember watching the highlight of him at Baylor, and he lit some dude up on a punt return. I mean, I'm not talking about diving at your legs. He lit this guy up. That was well, he didn't he didn't punt that way. I mean, so maybe well, every, that's every time he punted, he tore an ACL. That's probably why. So <laughs> <laughs> he was sequenced. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I think we just came up with a new uh, cliche for you to kill. Every week, <laughs> sin quest. I'll just I'll just make up my own. Yeah, you, I I did hear you guys rip me on the show the other day. It's pretty funny <laughs> that I am the cliche killer. I heard that. <laughs> no, no, no. You gave yourself that moniker. That's not. Oh yes, I did. You, I did. That's not me picking on you. Although you just, like I said, you do sim. You say Martavius Bryant for like the four years he was in Vince. <laughs> hey, well, you know, hey. Oh, he hey, someone, someone just brought up a really, a really interesting name of what, where are they now? Which we've kind of segued into that somehow. That wasn't on the talking point list. Lima Swede. What do you think Lima Swede's up to? Second round pick out of Texas. I thought I, thought I read somewhere Lima's. He was, was he's suing, suing, suing the yeah. NCAA. Yeah. 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 Well, he's in a court case. <laughs> so that's what he's doing. He's suing the NCAA. So he must be doing okay, I- I'm imagining. Well, yeah, he's probably doing fine, but I still never forget that that guy showed up in Pittsburgh, played his rookie season, was awful, by the way. And then his second year finds out he has an astigmatism and needs glasses. What? You're a wide receiver and you can't see football? And you, uh, Come on, man. Here's the thing. Riddle me this, Jeff. If he makes that catch in the AFC Championship game, against Baltimore. I, I think his career is different. I don't think he's a star, but there are times in people's careers where that one play yeah. might give them all the confidence of the wor- in the world to just turn a corner. Because even though these guys are really successful, you still don't know if you could do it at the professional level. And you need some sort of validation as an athlete to give you that, just give you that sense that you belong and that you know you can do it. And if he catches that pass in that game, that game is over. It's not close. He's the hero. He's Lyman Swede. You know, maybe that changes the, the arc of his career. It Uh-oh. might. It might. I mean, I, I, I remember, see, I remember the, the worst part about the drop. The drop was bad, but then he laid on the ground and faked an injury. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> that? Did. Yeah, he It did. reminded me of the scene in A Christmas Story where the narrator said when Randy gets shoved to the ground, he goes, he lay there like a slug. It was his only defense. <laughs> That's kind of what it reminded me of. <laughs> little known, little known. Well, I'm going to let this fact be known on the show. That's my all-time favorite Christmas movie. I, I watch it every year. Yeah. I, I, I watch it every year. And Do not put your tongue on a frozen pole because it will stick. <laughs> he lay there like a slug. It was his only defense. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he had that huge block in that game. Remember that? That blindside yes. block? Yes, yes, yes. So that's he did. that's what I remember him for most. Unfortunately, Man. blocking he, is not catching. No, he had when they drafted him in the second round out of Texas. I mean, that was an exciting pick. That might be the worst wide receiver pick in terms of ranked, like where they where they drafted him in the Kevin Colbert era. 
I mean, he's had picks not pan out. Like we brought up the name Fred Gibson the other day. Remember that guy from Georgia? Probably not. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't. Good they, they've had failed picks before, but man, Lyman Sweet was a second rounder, and the Steelers do know how to pick wide receivers. That was a big miss. How about Chris Ferris was a big miss, too? Who? Chris Ferris. When was he was that? Offense, he was an offensive lineman, I believe, from UCLA that never played a game for the Steelers. Wow. There you go. Huh? See? I know a couple of draft picks. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, that's the thing about the draft to kind of come full circle here. It, it, it is a crapshoot. Guys can have great workouts at the combine when the, in the underwear Olympics. They can, you know, have a great college tape. But until you get on that football field with grown ass men and <laughs> it's a different story, man, it's a different story. You have to be able to really. I don't know. They got to have everything. And it's grown ass men trying to keep getting checks true it's talking about you know, money it, we're talking about you know, money, it's now. money it's like it's grown-ass men like look i like steak i don't like burgers <laughs> i'm used to eating steak so rookie uh hey we teammates but uh this is about money and yeah. uh you know my wife likes purses shoes and all them other things yep that ain't right you're right. There is added pressure, and because it's not only your teammates but yourself, these rookies like look at look at a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, he's going into year year three. He is a second round draft pick, meaning that there is no option for a fifth year option for him. He's looking to get paid. You know, that's the driving force for these guys. Yeah, they they love the Steelers. They they, they have a ton of respect for the Steelers. But they also know that their payday is coming. TJ Watts thinking the same thing, although he'll get a fifth-year option for him at that position. There's no way they pass that up. But uh, Speaking of that, though, Jeff, and it sucks for TJ to be a first-round pick as opposed to a second-round pick in terms of the speed of how long it takes for you to get that second contract. Juju can get it at the end of this year. I think TJ may be able to get it. I think it, it, it could be three years. But the way it's set up, they're going to they're, they're keep TJ on that rookie deal until his fifth year. He's going to keep getting that rookie money, and Juju's going to hit the bankroll before TJ. And that's just the difference between that first and second round. Now, see, but that's the thing, though. That, that fifth-year option, he's going to make a lot of money in one year, guaranteed money. So Juju's base salary in his second contract might be, I don't know, $3 million, something like that, whereas TJ is going to be making – a lot more. And yeah, but, but Juju's and gonna is, get that one lump check. That, he's gonna get that, that one lump check. He's gonna get that long term view. But don't forget too, a lot of people avoid that fifth year option by signing them to an extension. Yeah, they you do. know. So like for instance, that, that's what a lot of people thought they would do with Bud Dupree. Is that in, instead of you know the fifth year option with him paying him a little bit over eight, I think I don't think it's just shy of nine million for this season. If they sign him to a two or three year extension, they would avoid that big lump sum. I think he's now on like a show me year. You either show out or you get out. So we'll see what happens. May 3rd is the deadline for the fifth year option. So Artie Burns is on the line right now. We know. It yeah. 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 There. I mean, I mean, you know, Artie, uh, you know, Artie's going to get the by Felicia and uh, uh, Bud might be by Felicia as well. So they might be getting a, 
well, but to the caboose. No, Bud Bud did get his fifth year option picked well, up. Fifth, but, I'm saying after this year, right? But there's only been one guy that uh, one other player. Let's assume Artie Burns does not get his fifth year option picked up. He joins some very, uh, you know, tremendous company as the only other player since they started the fifth year option. Who was the only other player that didn't get it picked up? He played for the Lions, uh, defensive lineman Nick. Uh, what was his first name? I know he. I know the defensive lineman for the no, Detroit no, no. I'm Lions. talking about for the Steelers. Who's the only oh, other yeah. Steelers pick? Because it started in 2011 or 2010. Um, Cameron Hayward was the first guy that. That's when they started the fifth year option. El Busto. Exactly. Busto. Yes. My he guy. Would, he would my, join. My a- guy. El Busto. If you're new to the show, and all people are already saying El Busto in the live chat. <laughs> uh, if you're new to the show, El Busto is none other than Jarvis Jones. JJ, you when, can call me Jay. You could call me. Well, you know. <laughs> the funny what thing. What is that guy doing? Whiffing on sacks? Ooh. What yeah. is that guy doing? Man, his his Twitter handle coming out of college was like Sackmaster. Mastering what sack? It's not a football sack. Is it a sack lunch or something? I mean, that's here's, here's the funny thing, Jeff. He didn't get as many sacks as his Twitter handle in his NFL career. <laughs> <laughs> like his Twitter handle, I think has five or six more sacks. What do you have? Five sacks in his career? Um, I'm trying to think. No, he had more than five. I think he probably. Seven. Seven. Someone in the live chat, if you someone's saying four, no way. There's no way. Someone please look that up. If you're in the live chat, look it up for us. Mike, if you're right with four career sacks, that's I don't think he has as many as Hargrave. Well, Hargrave had six and a half last year, let alone exactly. in the previous years. I, I think that's Jarvis's career total. I'm gonna go six and a half. I thought it was a little over seven, but if no one, I thought Dave Scofield was in the live chat. If he is, look it up, Dave. Do your job. It's so, still single. It's still single digits. Ron is saying that he had seven career sacks. Well, so I was right. His, <laughs> his Twitter handle has more letters than the sacks that he had in his career. Yeah. So, boy, we really got off the beaten path here. So let's let's revisit. Now people are saying it's six. Either way, it's awful. It's awful. There's a reason why you know he went to Arizona after did. Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. he did actually. Oh, well. And then he got cut. Then Dave finally did his job. He got six. Okay, so that's there you go. Six, six acts in four years. That's awful. That, I that's... feel like I, I feel like I could do that. I mean, I you, you got to figure there's going to be the blown assignment where you're going to get, you know, to hit the quarterback unabated or. You're going to have that time where, let's say, T.J. Watts or, in his case, uh, whoever's opposite of him would hit him, and I could just jump on top and get credit for a half a sack. You no, know? no, 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 Jeff. He was he uh, he was dropping in coverage. That's the that's the Bud Dupree excuse. That's the Bud yeah, Dupree. Yeah, yeah. I, I was dropping in coverage. Meanwhile, yes. the guy on the other side drops into coverage just as much and just had double digit sacks, but. I was Whatever. dropping in coverage. Yes. Yes. Which you know what's crazy is that uh TJ Watt I, Brian Davis brought up this stat that he's already like uh, a quarter of the way to um James Harrison's career sack record for the Steelers 
and he's only played for two years. He's like a, almost a quarter of the way there. Yeah, man, his stats are nuts. So his stats are Hall of Fame arc stats for guys that play that position. He's immensely productive. But you know what I just realized? You're going to laugh. Brian Davis should go by bad. <laughs> oh, he, he he does. Trust me. Oh, he, he does? does? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Email addresses are always BAD and all this stuff. And <laughs> he calls himself Brian Anthony Davis. And I, Who's I bad? <laughs> do, 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 do. Dude, who's bad? Yeah. So yeah, B A D. That's a he he does refer to himself as bad. I'm not sure what that that, that says about him as a does person. He, but... Does he go third person? No, go... no, 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 no. I don't think he does. The that. bad one thinks that the Steelers should draft. <laughs> all I'm, all, honestly, all I'm thinking right now is that if you were able to come on the show after the first round and we have all four on the show, it's gonna be it's going to be crazy. Absolutely crazy. So it'll be fun though. So hey, but that's, by the way, it's a good way for me to mention that if you are someone that listens to all the shows, especially if you watch us live on YouTube, that Thursday night and then Friday night and even Saturday night, I, at least myself, will be on to talk about the draft picks and who the Steelers took and answer some questions and all that stuff. So make sure you check that. Let's, let's backtrack Lance back before you lost your connection, which my gosh, I mean, that's, Status quo. That's status quo. You had you were trying to guess the three games that I had predicted the Steelers would lose because I predicted 13 and 3. You were correct with saying that they were going to split with the Ravens. You were correct that I said they were going to lose to the Chargers in Los Angeles on the West Coast swing. What is the other game that I had them losing? I said this, but you were off in no man's land. I picked the Browns. I I think they're going to lose one of the Browns games. Well, that's that is correct. I said they were going to split with the Browns. That's my three losses. Now, I did say while you were on while you were on your mini sabbatical in the middle of the show, I actually um, said that it, if they were going to lose a fourth, it would be the first game. But I think the Patriots are beatable, man. I think they're beatable. You always do. You always think they're beatable, and that is consistent. But check, can I get some props, man? I picked your three losses. I was like, "That's good. That's good." You, pow, you, pow, pow. we've been doing this show together for mm-hmm. five or six seasons now. You're I learning did, my did, attendances. Did, yeah, I like. I, I, I knew that. I knew those three. I, I, so yeah, what about what those. about you though? What about you? Now you have to uh, just rattle the games off. I'll just give wins and losses, uh, and and you tally them up. Uh. I'll just count the losses. Go. Um, you got to tell me the games. Didn't you have it in front of you? I told you my computer's down. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, week one, New England. Loss. Loss. Okay. Week two, Seattle at home. Win. Okay. Week three, at San Francisco. Win. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I gotta look it up. Uh, week four is yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Week four is Monday night, Cincinnati. Win. Okay. Week five, Baltimore Ravens. And that right. game is in Pittsburgh. Win. All right. So you only one loss. Then they go to LA to play the Chargers in week six, Sunday night. Loss. Okay. Week seven bye week. That's a good week. What do you think about that? You like the week seven bye week? You think it's too early, too late, just right? Uh, it doesn't matter. It all washes out. Okay. Uh, week eight, Monday night, Miami Dolphins at Heinz Field. 
Win. Week nine, Indianapolis Colts at Heinz Field. Win. Week 10, Los Angeles Rams at Heinz Field. Win. Oh, whoa. You've been drinking the uh, the Homer juice here. Week 11 at Cleveland Browns Thursday night football. Loss. I figured that. Week 12 at Cincinnati. Don't even have to say it. Week 13. <laughs> Week 13, Cleveland Browns at Heinz Field. Win. Week 14 at the Arizona Cardinals in Glendale. Loss. What? Week 15, Buffalo Bills at Heinz Field. Win. Week 16, the Le'Veon Bell Bowl at New York. Loss. Oh, don't. Come on. And then week 17 at Baltimore to finish it up. Loss. Swap the Jets. I'm going to go swap the Jets. I'm going to go win, and they lose at Baltimore in last game of the season. So you have 11-5. and five. Yes. There we go. It's about all right. right. All right. So you so you have the dud game, which seems to be a yearly. See, I never predict the dud game. I just can't do it. You predicted the dud game at Arizona. Yeah, I think West Coast trips late in the year are tough. You know, those, those trips I think are tough late in the year. Uh, so I, I am picking a dud game. Like Arizona is the classic dud game. Yeah. For Tomlin and that staff. So I'm picking eleven and five. I think eleven and five wins the division. I don't see many other dud games though. I mean, let's just when you look at the schedule, the games that are on the road because it's typically on the road when they lose to one of these crappy teams, right? So like Seattle comes to Pittsburgh, they go to San Francisco, but with Jimmy G and Kittle and them, like that's not going to be a cakewalk. That should get their attention. Uh, at the Chargers, that's a big game. The Dolphins are coming to Pittsburgh on prime time. We know what that means. Smackdown. Uh, the, the Rams are coming to Pittsburgh. Uh, I think when they play at home, it's different. You know, division on the road, that's Arizona. I mean, Buffalo comes to Pittsburgh at New York Jets and at the Arizona Cardinals are the only two games that I would potentially look at as those dud games. Those games where people say, here we go again, Mike Tomlin losing to uh, inferior opponents. So so with 13-3, and three, are, are they the one seed? They would be vying for it. And I, I said in the show that the Week 17 game against Baltimore, though, wouldn't mean anything for the division, would still be meaningful for the race to the number one seed. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, if they get that, well, the Patriots did just go on the road and beat Kansas City in Kansas City. But typically, if you can stay out of Foxborough, you got a real good chance to. Uh... If D4 doesn't jump off sides, they don't yeah, ex- win that exactly. game. <laughs> And don't forget, no Gronk. Well, here's a cliche that I do know. If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. That's true. And, and he, did true. Offside, he did so jump offside. He did jump offside. But I know another he, one that I can't say on the show. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing about the Patriots, because trust me, we will talk about this game a lot. I'm glad they're playing him early. Because there's a large contingent of people that know the Patriots, that write about the Patriots, that follow the Patriots, that truly believe that Gronkowski is going to be coming back in the 2019 season at some point. I think it's safe to say he won't be there in week one. Therefore, if the Steelers are going to luck out, it's they won't have to deal with their kryptonite that is Rob Gronkowski lining up in the slot and just murdering whoever's lining up you, against him. You know him. what Rob Gronkowski is. And, and you a, know, a party boy. He's a party boy. 
you you know better than me because you had a big brother. I'm going to assume that your big brother beat your head in in sports for a long time. There, there was no mercy, if that's what you're referring to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he he beat your head in. Yes. Yeah. At yeah. some point in time, you beat him once, right? It could have been he beat you five four hundred and ninety nine times. And you won one time. So he was 499 and one against you in flag football or pickup basketball out in, in, you know, in the garage in the pickup basketball hoop. But after you beat him that one time, he was no longer the Jolly Green Giant. And that's what Gronkowski is right now. Gronk's not Gronk anymore. He's some other guy. He's impersonating Gronk. Gronk can't run. It, it, he 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 should quit. He should stay quit. Nobody's scared of Gronk anymore. That that the Franken Gronk, that's all gone. And once you get and once you retire, you're out. You know, once you take those two feet out, you're out. Nobody's scared of Gronk anymore. That ship is sailed. Still uh, a mighty mighty big catch in the Super Bowl though. Yeah, he won. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I mean, only set up the game winning score, whatever. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, look, I mean, he still has the ability to catch the football, but the Gronk guy that was getting ten receptions for one eighty two and three touchdowns against him, averaging seventeen yards a catch, that guy's gone. Yeah, he can't move. The guy's gone. He's a great blocker. But and and I think that's a, even though you still had to account for Gronkowski. You know, one guy now. I mean. The Patriots are, are are interesting. Hogan's gone. Gronk is gone. Uh, you know, they got Tom Brady, and they got a great scheme, and they got a guy that's scheme independent that can run everything. And that's always going to be the strength of the Patriots. You know what they're going to do this year? You know what they're going to do this year? They're going to run the football. Absolutely, like they did last year. They're going to run it a lot. Sony they Michelle. Got a, they got an old guy that, you know, they need to preserve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot here. We did this the other night and we were, we were talking about first round predictions in the draft. You don't follow players. And that's why it's going to be funny when I ask you, I want to know your first round prediction. (laughs) Who are are the Steelers going to take in the first round of the 2019? Let's assume that they stay at 20. They're not trading. Okay. They're both Devins will be gone. Yep. And they're going to take the corner from Washington. To Byron Murphy. Yes. That's who I picked. That's who I picked. We're in sync, man. You know, we're in in sync. I'll tell you, listeners, I didn't know who he was going to pick. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. Joy and pain. (laughs) (laughs) Go together like oil and water. Like sunshine and rain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Um, anything else you want to share with the uh, folks out there? I mean, well, let's open it up to some questions. Let, let's do that. Uh, just a few. If you have a question right now, you can go ahead and ask away. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, did you want to ask our, our question that we teased at the top of the program? Or do you want to keep this, <laughs> or do you want to keep this uh, family? No, friendly? no, 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 no. I, I, it's a Saturday night, man. This is different. Like, when we do a show on Sunday, that's, that's a different day. So Saturday <laughs> yes, night. Yes. In honor of it being April 20th, and those that know, know what 420 stands for, 
we decided we were talking about this before we went on the air. Who would be the most notable 420 participant? We'll put it that way in Pittsburgh Steelers history. And you can just comment in the live chat. You know, the possible options are you have Santonio Holmes, Martavis Bryant, Le'Veon Bell, LeGarrette Blunt. And those are all people that have just been caught. So we thought we'd have a little fun. <laughs> uh, but we have some people that are certainly coming in uh, and asking a lot of questions. Um, let's see here. Someone doesn't like how Lance is holding his phone straight up. <laughs> Lance, hold it sideways. <laughs> all righty. Um, Dave Scoof begins or mob. Yep. All right, Lance, you're still on mute there, buddy. There we go. Now I am back. Let me hold it sideways. Is that is that better? It turns it full screen for those that are watching on YouTube. Okay, there we go. Okay. Hey, some people are voting about um some people are voting. A lot of people are voting for uh a lot of people are voting for Le'Veon Bell in our 420 poll. Couple you know more Couple I'm, more Tavis Bryans. I'm voting for the guy whose name I never say because his name is is a way you smoke weed. <laughs> Jeez. If you have weed smoking in your name, it has That's to be true. that guy. Yeah. All right. So Snowman has asked a bunch of will we ever have a QA show with fans? Yes. The first one is going to be tomorrow night. Dave Schofield and myself, we're going to come on here live on YouTube. We are going to have uh, a Q&A after we announce the winner. So make sure you're here. It's probably going to be at the same time, 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And we'll answer questions as long as we have some questions. And we'll Jeff, continue to move on. What? You want to explain why we don't do Q&As and have – you want to explain <laughs> briefly? So that was when we used to take callers. We had yeah. one caller in particular who liked to – He's very believable at first in terms of how he would set himself up and then would say the most inappropriate stuff. And yes. so absolutely, yeah, that but definitely yes. kind of tainted the process a little bit. But with the live chat, it's easier to answer questions because they can just type them in. And the one nice thing about this, in case you didn't know, and someone actually did this earlier. Um, let me see who that was. It was Mike Medina. Thank you. He gave us two dollars via the super chat feature. And he said, buy yourselves a beer. So, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so if you don't know how to in California, that's a sip. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> what am I, I better be getting a Coors Light. So um, when you go into the live chat, if you ever want to do this, this, is for any of our live shows, you can type in your question or your comment. And if you want to make sure it's seen, you hit the super chat feature on the right of the screen, and you can give any amount of money to have your question or comment highlighted at the top and that money goes directly to the show so some people have emailed me before and said they love the show they want to support it that's one way you can do that uh without us begging for money you don't have to use it i stare at the live chat almost the entire show so you don't have to use it but at the same time if we're doing a q a and you really want your question answered you can use it and it'll stay up there uh obviously the more money you put in the longer it stays up the higher it stays up but at the same time 
I'm not here begging for money. We do this for fun. Uh, and it's, a uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. So let's get one question in at least here. We talked about, do you want us to trade up Lance? And if they are going to trade up, who's the prospect you want to get? Well, of course I don't know players, nope. but if you're, if you're going to trade up, get a pass rusher, get a dominant pass rusher that you can plug into this defense. Do not trade up to get an inside linebacker. Get somebody that can either intercept the ball or sack the passer. I mean, that's it. No offensive player to move up for, um, unless you got the second coming of Randy Moss. But get a, a dominant defensive player that can get sacks or somebody that can cover and get interceptions. I don't know if it... <laughs> If they could trade up and get Devin White, I think that you could get inside linebacker and he would be an immediate impact player, personally. Um, Michael, this is a good question. You would be able to answer this. This is a positional question. Do you think that safety is a need? No. Or do you think it's just a like a want? It's a want. It's a nice to have. Because okay. theoretically, I mean, you could still drop bearing out to play safety if you needed to as a flexible player that could still possibly play some box safety for you. So I don't think safety is a need. I think it's a want. Yeah. A luxury pick as I would call it. Yes, absolutely. It's the autopilot on a Tesla. Very good. Very good. So, all right, my friend, what do you have to say to the uh, fans out there before we call it a show? If you celebrate Easter or resurrection day, Happy Easter to you and yours tomorrow. Short and sweet. Couldn't say it better myself. Have a happy Easter, everyone. Remember, Dave Schofield and myself will be on for a Q&A and to announce the winner of the giveaway. So if you were someone that put in all four answers, you want to see if you win those tickets to the NFL draft party, make sure Jeff, you check it out. What? That last question? Man, if you get that last question right that Dave asked, <laughs> come on man i was like i quit <laughs> <laughs> that's why we did that's why we did that question in particular because it was so difficult it would make it less likely that we would have a bunch of people with the correct answers yeah he's he's good i quit i was like i quit I, i'm not looking that up <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I can't get that off of one google search I'm good. <laughs> if it's not on the first page, you're done. Yeah, I'm done. So, <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, make sure everyone checks out all of our shows on our audio platform. So it's anywhere where you search for podcasts, just search the standard as a standard or just search Steelers and you'll find our podcast. There's the behind the steel curtain. That is uh, the behind the steel curtain podcast is for SB nation. And then obviously our live on YouTube shows that's BTSC Steelers radio and behind the steel curtain.com with draft weekend folks. We are going to have content out the wazoo and we do a ton of traffic this weekend. Make sure you're a part of it. Make sure you're a part of the discussion. And just so you know, if you've never created an account from on BTSC, it takes 24 hours. There's a grace period before you can comment. So if you log in and you say, I want to create an account on Thursday night, you're not going to be able to comment about the Steelers trading out of the first round until Friday. So just so you know. Get that done. Have a great rest of the weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Standard is a Standard. And remember.